I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Accepted the, the podcast. podcast, and I'm not Theo for a change. And, and how dare you? And I'm not. Get, <laughs> I'm not Theo. I'm not Theo. You are Theo. Don't I'm not Juliet though. And, <laughs> you are not. And uh, we're very happy to see you this week, as always, everyone. Um, so, uh, what's shaking bacon, Theo? As I was complaining pre-show, nothing, and I will not spend the next Aww. five minutes talking about how nothing's happened and there's just nothing going on, but nothing. So your departure from the fair city of Austin has left a vacuum of happiness and fun in my life. And so, <laughs> and I have to say that my bacon is that I did go to Austin and I had a fantastic time. It was just a joy to see you and James. And I have had I had the best time I have had in years. So um, I got the VIP treatment. Everybody, Theo took me everywhere and showed me everything. And we every went bar everywhere and did. I went to all the bars and nothing bad happened at any of the bars. And it was just a wonderful time for everyone. So I, I am so uh, happy to have had the opportunity to see you and to have uh, experienced Austin, which is a lovely town, very vibrant. Um, it, it made me realize how San Francisco has changed since I got here. And San Francisco has become somewhat less vibrant than it was when I got Aww. here. And uh, it could be just me being somewhat less vibrant than I was when I got here. Um, so I'm going to have to start actually making an effort to go out and do more things and, and see if it, that's really the case, if, if San Francisco has changed as much as I feel that it has, or if it's just me. Yeah, so interesting point, right? Because there is that whole... To me, there's a vibe that, like, I don't know, uh, let's say average people uh, mm-hmm. have, and and rich people don't have the same. And San Francisco, right. I think, is now a town of rich people. Of rich people. And that's why yeah. all the fun shops are gone. And that's why yeah. you can't get soap for 25 cents. It was made by some hippie. Yeah. Because yep. they're just, they're living somewhere else now. Yeah. That's so true. It is so true. Uh, and I, I agree with you 100%. I think that's a big part of the problem is that people, real people, um, have a really hard time affording living here now. Yeah. And um, last night I was looking on um, Zillow at homes, as I do obsessively every day. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to like look for homes in Long Beach, my old hometown, and just see yeah. like, what's up? And could I do that? Could Would it be a possibility? And they've got this feature where you could um, go on this. It's Google Earth, basically, and Zillow. And so I was like, oh, look, this house is by my old apartment. Why don't I go look at my old apartment on Google Earth? And I did. And then I was like, I wonder if the witch store is still there. And so uh-huh. I went driving down the road, right? Uh-huh. Like 10 blocks. Uh-huh. The fucking eye of the cat is still there. 
Um, unbelievable. I cannot believe that place is still open. Good luck. I mean, great job, ladies. Every, everything's awesome. Good luck, witches. Yeah. Um, or good job, which is not good luck and good luck. Um, but yeah, and my dry cleaners was still there. Uh, uh, but what I noticed was, wow. um, and Long Beach is very much like, I mean, I'll say, um, not a rich person's town. I don't know how to say it. Regular, regular Joe's town, right? But there was like a curry shop next door to like a very independent flower store. You could just tell that it was, yeah. you know, just somebody put, hung out a shingle, basically. I do flowers. Um and like a vintage clothing store. And it was just all the randomness all together on one block. And it was the kind of thing where oh, I could kill an hour walking down that block and getting a falafel and buying some old jeans. Yeah. Um, yeah and you can't do that when your option is, um, I don't know, Banana Republic. Yeah, I mean, you go to Anthropology or one of the big stores, and that's really all you got are the big chain stores here. And yeah, yeah, um, it's just not. We don't have. I mean, the the number of of uh, food trucks and small food places in Austin is just amazing, and the number of small stores and and interesting shops is just incredible. I think it's it's better than I've ever seen anywhere, and and uh, it would be a I think it really would be a fun place to live. So um, I'm glad I got the opportunity to experience that. So thank you. Me too. While it's still here, because they're working to stamp those places out, they yeah. keep mo- raising the rents and those. Cool stores keep moving further and further out, but what a, what a fun topic! How cheery! Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was it was a wonderful um, experience for me. It reminded me so much of being like seventeen and just in the car driving around, like uh-huh. solving every problem in the world because people are too dumb <laughs> to solve them for themselves. It was heaven. Awesome. Yay. Yay. So uh, that's our bacon, I think, for this week. Our um, mutual bacon. We had the same plate. Mutual bacon. We have the same bacon. So uh, this week we're going to talk about Miller Knoll, um, who is an office furniture company, uh, a global office furniture company. And their CEO uh, has apologized, which is why we're talking about her. Uh, after comments she made about employee bonuses during a, a company Zoom call went viral on Twitter, I saw it on TikTok, because I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I guess going viral means it's not just in one place, it's everywhere. And uh, her name is Andy Owen, and she has led the company, which is in Michigan, a town in Michigan. She's led the company since 2018, and they had a 75-minute town hall meeting in March, and um, at the end of the meeting, they had question and answers, which companies always do. And the thing that surprises me is that the Q and A's were not vetted beforehand. Um, usually, when you have a Q and A, you have an idea what questions are going to be asked, or you rehearse answers to all the questions that could possibly be asked, or you collect the questions ahead of time and then um, prepare your answers for them. So, but however, she was apparently surprised by the question. Um, based on her response. And the question was, while things are tough right now, how can we help our team stay motivated? And that's kind of an easy question. I mean, yeah. y- you should be prepared for a question like that, and you should be prepared to answer that question. If, if you're the CEO, you should be prepared to answer the question professionally, right? You would think. 
you would think. And she started out professionally uh, by telling workers to focus on what was in their control, things like high-quality customer service and treating each other with kindness and respect. And she then started to talk about um, telling employees to focus on reaching the $26 million sales goal rather than whether they'll get bonuses. And then she got visibly annoyed and started waving her hands around and said, don't ask about what we are going to do if we don't get a bonus. Get the damn $26 million. Spend your time and your effort thinking about the $26 million we need and not thinking about what you're going to do if we don't get a bonus, all right? Can I get some commitment for that? And then she said, I would appreciate that. Sort of, um, what's the word? Threateningly. In, in my opinion. Um, she went on to say, I had an old boss who said to me one time, you can visit Pity City, but you can't live there. So people leave Pity City. Let's get it done. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a great day. Then, have a great day. And that reminds me of so many bad bosses that I've had. It just gave me the, the creeps. It definitely sounded familiar to me, although maybe not the leave pity city, which I've got to say, <laughs> fucking, that's great. Um, but the whole like being out of touch with the reality that the workers are dealing with, and yeah, I get, I, I get it, I totally get it, right? Like some people do need their bonus in order to have keep up their extra lifestyle. cash. Yeah, I mean, yeah. keep up their lifestyle. Um, you should never have a job where you're dependent upon the bonus to help you meet your minimum standard of living. So the bonus right. is always the icing on the cake. Cool. Right. Um, and but the bonus is important to some people, especially the people who make less money than 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 others. And and it you know it should be recognized by the CEO that sometimes um, the bonus is is. Uh, something of importance to people it's not just a nice thing to have well especially since most ceos um bonus compensates Huge. for their salary so a lot of ceos earn a salary of like a million but their bonus yeah. will be 20 million bringing right. out like you know could it do some math here 21 million dollars in, in a year <laughs> good job yeah thank you um <laughs> and so i mean i like on one hand, I absolutely get her perspective, which is, hey, you guys, you might make your bonus if you make your target sales. Yeah. And that's what motivation will do. That yeah. motivation will drive you to make your target sales and lean on each other and help each other. Hey, my yeah. client's not buying as much this year. What can I do? Oh, just drive out to their warehouse and set all their furniture on fire and then they have to buy more. <laughs> right? That's thinking out of the box. That's well. That's how you make money, and <laughs> and, and that wasn't that was not the message at all. It was very much uh, make this twenty six million dollars. But what I don't get is if they make the twenty six million, do they get bonuses? I get she makes her bonus. That's what that yeah. was all about. Make that yeah. damn money. Make me my damn money. Make me my money. Make me my money. Um, yeah, so they, their company has been experiencing a drop in sales because businesses obviously have, since the pandemic, moved to a hybrid or remote working model and, and have cut back on spending on things like office furniture. And their, their real estate footprint is getting smaller um, since people are working remotely and yeah, lowering demand for office furniture, like I said. So um, the CEO, Andy Owen, has tried to cut costs for the company in a number of ways as the share price has gone down. 
Uh, they closed a manufacturing plant in Wisconsin and laid off 162 employees and shifted their focus to a more hybrid collaborative work environment and focusing additionally on online sales rather than sales in stores. So um, the interesting thing, though, is that after this meeting, some of the employees uh, said that they were basically given a gag order. One employee told the Holland Sentinel, we have a meeting at the beginning of every shift. Last night, comments were brought up in the meeting, and they said that if anybody spoke out, it wouldn't be good for them and they could be terminated. Which is like adding insult to injury. Yeah, it's like adding insult to injury. Um, not only are you... Um, are we going to treat you like children who can't make your, your sales goals, but we're going to fire you if you talk about the fact that we're treating you like children? That's so normal. I, I have had that same email from so many bosses where it's just simply like, what happens inside the company stays inside the company. Yeah, which is bullshit. I mean, you never say that even if you want that to be the case, so, in my opinion. And um, Miller Knoll, a spokesperson for Miller Knoll, said in a statement to NPR that the original clip was taken out of context and struck a nerve and that the viral video doesn't tell the whole story. 90 seconds out of a 75-minute internal meeting where we talked about a lot of positive things at the company, product launches, brand campaigns, connecting with customers, and business results was leaked, she said. And on its own, it's misleading. It doesn't represent the full 75 minutes, which is, of course, what they're going to say, but it doesn't matter. I mean, the full 75 minutes, the, the rest of the time could have been all sunshine and roses but if you're going to go and then insult your staff um it it's obviously a problem well it's not as if those 90 seconds didn't happen right, right exactly i get that 75 minutes is bigger than 90 seconds like i right. understand that but the 75 minutes doesn't outweigh the 90 seconds where you shit all over your employees for being poor absolutely absolutely and the uh, Sentinel quoted an employee who managed to speak uh, about the event and, despite the threats and said that the company's corporate structure was parasitic. The rich always get richer and the poor always get more poor, the employee said. They have a 1.1, and by they, they meant Andy Owen. Um, they have a 1.1 million salary and are getting a 355% bonus. Yet she's denying us the sliver we get, maybe 5% max on a $45,000 salary. So yes, the prior financial year, Owen was awarded a salary of $1.1 million in addition to about $4 million from mostly stocks and options, an annual incentive plan, and covered expenses like access to a company jet. So she's not company making the top of it. Company jets for a furniture store? <laughs> Where the fuck? <laughs> I don't know how much money they make. Herman I was going to say Miller. she doesn't make the top of the line salary for, for a CEO, but, but yeah, it seems like a lot of money for... It's, I, I mean, okay, let me run Herman Miller. Because first thing, lose the Jets. Where are you going? Right. Why are you going places? You, it's Zoom. Stop you, traveling so much. Yeah. Right. And, and on a private jet. jet. I mean, fly business class. It's fine. Yeah, totally. Even first class would save you a ton of money. I'm so mad. All the money I spend <laughs> on office furniture is going straight to the pockets of an airplane pilot. I know. I don't want to admit that I went and I bought a chair, but I did go and buy a chair. I didn't want to out you, but I'm glad. Okay, <laughs> I yeah. Did. I, I admit it. I've been wanting one of these chairs, these Aeron chairs for years, for literally 20 years. And uh, I, I got a 50% off sale, so I, I can say, okay. And I didn't buy it from Miller Knoll. So, yeah, I'll send you the link if you want to know where to get it from. 
Oh, 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 I do. Oh, yes. Um, yes, those are really nice chairs. They are very comfortable. I've had them at they other jobs. I don't have one now. Yeah. It was worth, it's worth it to have that chair. Uh, For, Forbes commented, not only was the commentary from this employee town hall meeting shocking, but embarrassing too. When the leader of the organization where you work behaves this way, it destroys trust, demotivates the workforce, and is downright humiliating for employees. And Lee Bussell, a uh, chairman of Chernoff Newman, which is an integrated communications firm, said, Owen's comments show a tremendous lack of empathy for her most important stakeholder, her employees. Until she is able to walk back the comments with both authenticity and empathy, repairing the damage to Miller Knowles culture simply cannot take place. It's let them eat cake, and she's Marie Antoinette. And unfortunately, um, I will point out historically, that is not what Marie Antoinette said. But um, that that aside, rich people should never forget that they are rich. Yeah. And when you talk to people who aren't rich, you should avoid talking about money at all costs, even if the poor people bring it up. Well, certainly avoid talking about how much stuff you have and and how much the work that they do gets you the stuff that you have. have. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, everyone, this is a pyramid scheme and you bought into it. If you don't know that, then too bad for you. Yeah. Keep it up because I need my jet. Uh, So I have an apology unless you have anything else you'd like to talk about before we go into the apology. Not a ton. Um, And so I kind of feel like the sort of the wage gap or the wealth gap, that's that's more what it is, is yeah. understood and felt by all of us, right? We mm-hmm. all work for a company or we've all seen the news stories, at least, at a company where where the CEO is getting like $100 million, but the company lost $20 million. And so right. the guy's getting money when the company didn't get any. How does yeah. that happen? I, I still can't wrap my head around that. And so I'm not going to try. Um so let's just look at a real quick like uh, CEO salary, what's happened um, in the last like 30 years. And then we'll take a quick peek at uh, Ms. Owen and just see like what's up with her. And then we can go back to the apology. Um, so in the United States, the compensation of company executives is distinguished by the forms it takes. So it can be either compensation or money compensation being like homes or access to homes because you don't own the home but you get to live in it um within the last 30 years executive compensation and pay has risen dramatically beyond what can be explained by the changes in firm size performance and industry classification the top ceo compensation increased by take a guess since 1978 oh my god 500 percent. double that uh, what? It's increased by 940%, which oh is close God. to 1,000. So when you said 500, I said double it. That feels fair. I know I'm bad yeah. at math, but oh yeah, my God. 940% since 1978. Um, in 2018, the average CEO's compensation from the top 350 U.S. firms was $17.2 million. Wow. The typical worker's annual compensation grew just... Um, just about 12% within the same period. It is the highest in the world in both absolute terms and relative to median salary in the United States. So the wealth gap in the United States is uh, is real. 
it's here. Wow. Uh, and and I'm sh- I'll say I'm sure. Sure, I'll say I'm sure. In another 30 years, it'll be more apparent. It'll be more yeah. evident. And we're going to see, potentially maybe, kind of what you see in Brazil, which is the poor right. people all live in shacks in the hills and the rich people all live on the beach. And those wow. hills are filled with people and homes. And those beaches are pleasantly empty because there aren't that many rich people running around. Um, um, which I don't understand. Like, we outnumber them. Let's eat the rich. Um, yeah. Okay, so highest paid CEOs. In 2012, the highest paid CEO in the United States was Larry Ellison of Oracle, which is a computer company that has something to do with the meaning industry. I'm not sure. But uh, Larry Ellison made $96.2 million. That's in compensation for a year. Wow. That year, the top 200 executives earned a total of $3 billion in compensation. You're good at math. What's $3 billion divided by 200? Um, something. Perfect. <laughs> a plus. The median cash compensation was just a paltry $5.3 million. The median stock and option grants were $9 million. Okay. Well, that's, we're talking millions. That's nice. In 2018, the highest paid CEO in the U.S. was Elon Musk of Tesla. Boo, boo, Elon. Elon Musk earned a total of, take a guess what his compensation was in 2018 from Tesla. I can't, I can't even begin to guess. I have no clue. 2.3 billion in compensation with a B. Oh my God. 2.3 billion in compensation. Holy shit. That's insane. What person... Is worth two point. Nobody. Well, that's terrible too. Because listen to me. What person's worth two point three billion? Right. Well, everyone, right? Right. Everyone's and worth we're 2. all worth. Billion. Yeah. That's it. that's <laughs> or it. nobody's worth two point three billion. Whose work efforts? Who? Who in the world? I mean, world? that's just insane. Nobody. Everybody has a, a certain number of hours in a week. The, the same number of hours in a week. There's no way that any one person could work that much more or that much better than, than everybody else combined. Right. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if I brought peace to the Middle East, right? Right. Would that be worth 2.3 billion? Probably not. I'd get a prize. I'd get that medal. Yeah. You'd get a prize. But I wouldn't get 2.3 billion. I'm really angry now. They won't give me 2.3 billion for bringing peace to the (laughs) Middle East. Um, Okay. So in 2020, the Wall Street Journal reported that the median pay for executives at 300 of the biggest U.S. companies reached 13.7 million which was a million dollars more than the year before. Wow. The highest paid CEO out of companies on, I'll just say Wall Street, um, Mm. highest paid CEO out of companies on the S&P 500 in 2020 was Paycom CEO Chad Richardson. All right, I just don't even care um, because I don't see any money listed out here. Um, DoorDash CEO Tony Zhu, XU, I hope I'm not pronouncing that wrong, but who cares? Because Ready earned the most in 2020 with pay packages of 1.1 billion and wow. 1 billion. So For DoorDash, DoorDash CEO got a total. I no idea they made that much money. 2.1 billion. Well, they're not tipping their drivers, right? And so that's where that no, money's going. Um, God, I mean, what the fuck, right? So again, how in the world is one person's effort? worth that much money compared to the thousands of other people that are there working and smiling and handing you your dinner, right? Um, right. 
So cool. So going to Andy, um, I, I looked on her Instagram, which shockingly is private. However, I, I did get something off of it, yeah. which she wants yeah. me to know, um, or anybody that happens to get to her page. And it is, she is a mother, wife, design addict, champion of the planet, defender of equity and inclusion. Oh my God. CEO. Miller Knoll. Wow. Um, Defender of equity? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, Oh, okay. Let's see. Um, And then this is from a bio that I tripped over. Um, It had some pretty, pretty good factoids in it. Andy Owen is a CEO and member of the board of directors for Herman Miller Incorporated, a globally recognized design and innovation company, or in other words, a furniture store. Owen was appointed president and CEO in August of 2018, when the company started to lose money, apparently, and oversees the company's aggressive growth strategy to reach untapped market potential around the world. Cool. Wow. Prior to this role, Owen had a 25-year career with Gap. Okay, I like Gap. Um, Serving as global president of Banana Republic from 2014 to 2017, where she held full P&L, profit and loss. Okay, I was like, P&L? P&L responsibility for the $2.8 billion brand. So that brand made a little bit more than Elon Musk made in compensation. Um, Okay, so let's see. Uh, She led 11,000 employees in more than 600 specialty and outlet stores across 27 countries. Cool. Multi-global. Got some people working for her. Good for her. Um, She Mm -hmm. holds a Bachelor of Arts degree from the College of William and Mary and completed Harvard Business School's Advanced Management Program, which is a nice way of making it sound like she went to Harvard. Mm -hmm. Um, She also completed Harvard's intensive first-of-its-kind course, Women on Board, Succeeding as a Corporate Director. You know what? I'm going to take a Harvard personality test, and I'm just going to put that in my bio and everything. Like, (laughs) completed the Harvard... Harvard personality exam. Uh, like these, are, these are things you can just buy. Um, yeah. Owen is a member of the board of directors for Taylor Morrison Home Corporation and serves as a member of the BIMFA. I don't care. None of this means anything. She's business leader for Michigan and the Herman Miller Foundation. Great. And so I'm surprised that she went from a from Banana Republic and the Gap to a furniture store. It seems like a big leap to me. The, I but maybe not. Maybe if you're selling know. something, it's the same. Whatever you're selling, I I'm gonna say this and not not to beat her up because I mean she's making money and she yeah. she did that Harvard thing, yeah, which I have not done, <laughs> but I've only recently started to be interested in Gap again. There were years that I did not oh, yeah. go into Gap, and I mean twenty, no, no. yeah, sure, right. Uh, but I, prior to that, I used to shop at Gap all the time. Um, yeah. I mean, clearance rack, but that's, that's where I went. It was like, I'm going to go uh-huh. to the gap. There's going to be something I like. Um, and so I don't, it's, I like, I don't know because I haven't studied this, but mm-hmm. I feel like gap star lost my interest and banana Republic lost my interest. My interest yeah. has only just started to come back and she left in 2018. So they had a couple of years yeah. to sort of recover from her influence right. And now we've got Herman Miller that's not doing well. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. So 
so this Zoom call leaked online. It first appeared in Reddit under um, a subreddit called Anti-Work. Um, and then it appeared on Reddit Facepalm, and then it got picked up by media. The company knew that the video had been leaked, and they put a statement out on Motherboard saying... A Motherboard? Motherboard, yeah. And, they, and the way it was said, it said like, oh, this is a known thing. And so... Uh, I don't know. I, I just figured, oh, motherboard. Yeah. Okay. I'm familiar with motherboard. I'm surprised that she put it out. The, they put out the statement there. Cause it's more of a, I think it's more of a computer publication. That's kind of my read on it too. And who knows uh, why they did, except I think they thought it was just like this little internet problem. Um, yeah. And so their statement on motherboard said, Andy Owen will not be dissuaded by a 92nd clip taken out of context. Which makes it sound like, you go, Andy Owen, you crush those workers down into nothing. (laughs) Keep going. Um, And then, as as the story continued to not die, um, they put out the statement, which you had just read, uh, 90 seconds out of a 75-minute internal meeting where we talked about a lot of positive things at the company, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't, you know... um, and on its own, it's misleading. It doesn't represent the full 75 minutes. No, it doesn't. It just represents Andy Owen. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and so 48 hours after they posted their uh, motherboard statement, the clip exploded and she apologized. And I think at that point, it's fair for us to get to the apology. All right. So she did post this apology finally and uh, put it out, I guess, I guess as a press statement. I'm not sure actually where it went out, um, but she said, Hi, everyone. I'm sure you've seen the media coverage about the town hall meeting we hosted a few weeks ago. As I shared in my first note to you, it is my job to be open and direct and to ensure that everyone has the information they need to row in the same direction and achieve the goals we all work so hard to accomplish. As a leader, I try to always pick the right words and tone to inspire and motivate this incredible team. I want to be transparent and empathetic, and as I continue to reflect on this instance, I feel terrible that my rallying cry seemed insensitive. What I'd hoped would energize the team to meet a challenge we've met many times before landed in a way that I did not intend, and for that, I am sorry. Nothing will lessen the power and strength of our collective team. My appreciation for each of you is huge, and I will continue to do everything I can to help us meet our shared goals. Thank you for your hard work, your grace, and for the commitment you show to one another and our company every single day, Andy. So, I think that was a little bit fake. I mean, I could Um, just see her with her cup of coffee at the kitchen table with a pen that in my head is a quill. (laughs) Dashing this note off. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like it was vetted by by communications very well because she's she says that it, it in the first paragraph she talks about how it's her job to be open and direct like that's why she said what she did was well I'll just be honest with you people and then she says that she um tried to pick the right words and it seemed insensitive not that it was insensitive but it seemed insensitive yeah and then um, we're going to keep working together to meet our shared goals. So don't forget to keep working. Thanks, Andy. That's how, that's what I got out of it. I, it, it is. I'm sorry you feel this way. 
Yes. I'm sorry that I caught so much heat. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can we have two zero rated apologies back to back? Are we just like not forgiving or? No, I I think that the nature of our work here. Uh, means that sometimes we <laughs> encounter a few really bad apologies in a row. <laughs> and with this one, um, the, for the criteria for the apologies, um, that she really hit none of them. Ex- expression of regret, not really. Explanation of what went wrong, no. Um, acknowledgement of responsibility, not really. Declaration of repentance, she didn't say she was sorry. Did she say she was sorry? I don't think she did say she was sorry. No, she didn't. Um, Offer of repair, no. And request for forgiveness, um, no. So I give it a zero. It is a zero and then another zero. Um, But it doesn't matter because her compensation is more than zero and she doesn't care. She doesn't care. She, she doesn't care. As long as she keeps her job, she doesn't care. And if she does, does keep her job, she'll just go on to work at another company somewhere else. And lead them down the trail of failure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for, for dumping on a woman, but I mean, sometimes you just have to. Well, I think we're not. So the question is, are we dumping on the person because of their gender or are we right. dumping on the person because of what they did? And it's because of right. her gender. No. Um, <laughs> but also, it, like, good question. How would this play out if this was a man? Like, would our feelings right. be, would they be more intense? Like, how vile you are, sir. I think maybe she's being judged a little more harshly because she's a woman, because women are supposed to be authentic, or not authentic. Women are supposed to be nurturing and caring and, you know, all that sort of thing. And she is none of those things in, in this In this um, instance. Example. Because according to her she's Instagram, she is. She is all those things and more. Yes. Yes. Um, so she's, by her own standards, she's failed. By our standards, she's failed. Um, but we may be being a little bit too harsh on her because she is a woman. However, I think that, uh, I don't think we're unreasonably harsh. I agree. That's I don't, my well, opinion. I don't think we're ever I don't think unreasonably, we're unreasonably harsh at all. <laughs> I mean, how dare you? Even. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, okay, so let's say, let's say this. Let's say that we are being more, even even subconsciously, right, that we're just programmed to judge women at a higher standard than than we judge men. So then she goes from a zero to a two or a three. Um, now I'm thinking, fried your circuit. Yeah, I know. Now I'm thinking: Are we judging her more harshly, or are we judging men less harshly? So um, I would want. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I do I, know what I, you mean. I think we would give her a zero. We might give men um, a higher score, but only because they're men. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. You fried my circuits. I have fried your circuits, and I have presented a challenge for future historians, too. We'll have to consider this more carefully in future apologies and think about how we're dealing with men versus women and how we would treat the other gender in the same situation. Oh, you know what? Okay, so our, our next season challenge, you know how every 50 episodes ends to see... Why did we do 50? <laughs> That's so many fucking episodes. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a fucking lot. Um, but so maybe what we do is we do a retrospective and we we answer that question for ourselves. Have okay. we judged women more harshly than men? Oh, that's fair. Yeah. And, and so rather than like look at ourselves moving forward, 
let's look at what we've done. And is there this theme of that? And I wish now I could just, now I have to learn chatbot so I can get like a chat GPT to just like listen to every episode and then tell me the answer. I wonder if it would do that. Supposedly they can. I mean, supposedly they're magic and they just do whatever. Some guy was talking <laughs> about he's got chat GPT looking at his um, finances. and Really? And yeah. And so this is so off the subject. That's okay. Uh, maybe, it's interesting. It's related to money, which was, okay, fine. <laughs> That's, I'm stretching. But yeah, so... Now, I'm still on Twitter. I'm waiting to get to Blue Sky. I've signed up for uh -huh. it five times. It's out, uh -huh. but they're only letting the cool kids in right now. Right. Right. So I'm I'm not in. I'm waiting. But uh, this guy on Twitter was like, yeah, I configured uh, ChatGPT4 um, to look at my finances. And it did. And it found, it found like $80 in subscriptions that it weren't being utilized and canceled them for him. And then oh, he said, hey, find me a reasonable um, refund that I could obtain. Uh -huh. And it said, okay, basically you flew on an airplane, you flew United Airlines, you paid for uh, whatever the internet stuff on the airplane is. I forget what it's called. Wi-Fi. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. If you say so. So you paid for Wi-Fi on the plane. Um, was the connection stable and good? And the guy was like, no, not really. And it, so it just spit off a letter which quoted um, oh, wow. FCC um, uh, business practices around deception. And that, you know, I paid, I gave you 32 bucks for this connection that did not work and was not stable. And therefore yeah. I want a refund. And it got a refund like six days later. Um, wow. And I know the Twitter algorithm has tagged me as somebody who's interested in AI because uh -huh. I kind of am a little bit. Um, uh -huh. I mean, a lot because I'm super lazy. And if you're telling me there's a free servant out there that's going to do all my work for me, I'm yeah. going to learn how to do that programming. Um, totally. And so, yeah, it interesting. So maybe there is a way that chat GPT, let's get Brent to do it for us. He's a producer. Okay. All right, we'll ask, we'll ask Brent to do it for us. But I don't want to give ChatGPT access to my finances. That sounds sort of scary. Um, I mean, your, my finances are all over Russia right now. <laughs> I, am, I am the dark web. My oh, passwords have been leaked. My telephone number's been leaked. I know that it happened years ago when uh -huh. there was that hack at that uh, it was Experian, I think. Um, but one of the oh, credit yeah. reporting companies. Yeah, I was one of the 300 yeah. million people, as as were you. Because even yes, if you don't absolutely. know, that's what happened no, to sure. us. So yeah. my shit's out there already. The robot knows about <laughs> it. Cool. But I don't want everyone knowing that I'm spending $155 on a lamp. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassed. No, that's okay. Um, so, all right. Uh, do you? Have, I do not have a who's sorry now or apologies expected this week. I, I truly tried to find one, and I'm surprised that I couldn't find one. I couldn't find anyone who needed to apologize. I don't know what's going on. My search is not as good as it usually is or what, but everybody either already apologized or there's not an apology to be called for. So um, so I don't have one, but do you have one this week? I do have, I, I do have one. Um, okay. It's, it's a downer. But um, we're ending on a high note, which we can't have. So, um, all right. So, apology expected from Francisco 
Oropesa, who is a Texas man who is firing his gun off when Friday night, as he is wont to do, and oh. his next-door neighbors asked him to please not fire his gun randomly at night. Oh, no. Up into the air or at tin cans or oh, no. wheresoever. And uh, Francisco didn't like being told what to do with his gun, so he walked into their home and shot five people dead. Oh, my God. Including an eight-year-old boy. Oh, my God. Two of the uh, female victims were covering children who survived, so these poor kids were under, I don't know if they were the mothers, but under um, adults. Um, Jeez. who had been shot to death, uh, execution style. And uh, Francisco has run away because oh we're not so brave when we realize that more people with guns are coming for us. And so, yeah, I think uh, Francisco, I'm going to guess, uh, will be offering some sort of apology Probably tempered with, um, okay, we're going to be tempered. The apology would be seasoned with, I'd had 10 beers and oh, I'm God. sorry. I don't know that that's what happened, but it doesn't matter because he shot people. Fuck him. I can't um, believe it. That's a horrible, that's a horrible story. Oh, well, you're welcome. That's a real downer. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll also guess that he probably shouldn't have a gun. I'll bet you, I mean, you know, yeah. I really think nobody should have a gun. Hunters, right. maybe, we'll, we'll talk about it in America. But I'll bet you he probably just, like, walked into a store and bought a gun one day, because you can do that in Texas. You can buy a gun so. as easily as you can a pack of chewing gum. Wow. Yes. It's that easy. And so... Is it really? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Not my rule. And he made a habit of shooting off his gun every Friday night, and nobody ever bothered going around to tell him, like police, nobody ever bothered going around to tell him to keep it down. I guess it's not illegal to shoot your gun around. Well, it depends on where he lives, I guess. If he lives in a in an urban area, I imagine that it's not. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, I, it's a town, so it's not rural, right? Yeah. Um, and um, and I think, and this, I. I have not dived into this story because it's sad. He's on the run. He's probably headed to Austin right now. Um, <laughs> but his uh, neighbors were from Honduras. And so I suspect that people oh, aren't no. calling the police because yeah. th- we're immigrants and we're afraid of the police. Right. Yeah. And so uh, particularly in Texas where uh, it's more illegal to use a word to be here undocumented than it is right. to, find a gun on the street, pick it up and take it home and have it. Cause you know, that shit, that's illegal too. It's just not as illegal, I guess. Don't, don't know. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, Texas. Good job. Well, hopefully they'll throw him in jail forever. That would be a happy ending to this. Well, not a happy ending, but that would be the, I deserve. Yeah. Ju- justice yeah. is served. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's all, you know, how dare this program end on a laugh. I will damp it out. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it for us this week. Um, Hopefully that'll be a good week for everyone. Um, We uh, thank you for listening to us as always and stay cool cucumbers and don't trip potato chips. And bye-bye. Don't cry. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't have anything that rhymes. <laughs> all right, we'll see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at apologiesaccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>